0: Good evening and welcome to Quotes Today by Live Law. This is your host Urvashi Chahan bringing you the latest updates on the legal front. This is your go-to source for all things legal. Let us start. Starting with a short summary of the constitution bench which today continued hearing on permissibility of sub-classification within SCST reservation matter. The matter was referred to a seven-judge bench by a five-judge bench in 2020. The five-judge bench had observed that the judgment of the coordinate bench in E.V. Chennaiya versus State of Andhra Pradesh, which held that subclassification was not permissible, was required to be reconsidered. Senior advocate Kapil Sibyl started his submissions by saying that the assumption of homogeneity in the Chennaiya judgment was constitutionally flawed. And further, that correlating the presidential order with reservation was invalid. Sybil then took the bench to state of Kerala versus KN and Thomas to demonstrate the assumption that homogeneity was wrong. He said that on that ground alone, the judgment must be overruled. Next, senior advocate Gopal Sankar Narayan made his submissions and explained that when it comes to determining who is considered a scheduled caste or scheduled tribe, the crucial factor is historical untouchability, not just social or educational backwardness. Referring to yesterday's discussion about the creamy layer and how the Jarnail Singh decision identified it as excluded from SCST. He pointed out that there had not been any recent official memo except for the old 1992 one addressing creamy layer exclusion among SCST. Further, senior advocate Siddharth Luthra, appearing for State of Telangana, addressed the issue of Madiga community, which constitutes 70% of the population among backward classes but only gets 20% of seats. Various other counsels appearing for interveners also argued today. You can visit our website at livelaw.in to read about the arguments in detail. A Delhi court has today issued summons against Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal in the money laundering case related to the alleged liquor policy scam. The court took cognizance of the fresh complaint filed by the Enforcement Directorate against CM Kejriwal for non-compliance of the summons received by him in the money laundering case. The ED has issued five summons to Kejriwal in the case over the last four months. However, the CM has skipped the summons, claiming that they are illegal. Additional Chief Metropolitan Magistrate Divya Malhotra of Rouse Avenue Courts has directed Kejriwal to appear before the court on 17th February. ED has alleged that the excise policy was implemented as part of a conspiracy to give wholesale business profit of 12% to certain private companies, although such a stipulation was not mentioned in the minutes of meetings of the group of ministers. As you are aware, our Madhmi Party leaders Manish Sisodia and Sanjay Singh have been arrested in the money laundering case and are presently in judicial custody. The Supreme Court has dismissed the plea of Himachal Pradesh government challenging grant of two promotions to an employee in the next higher scale of pay upon his completing of 12 years and 24 years in service. The employee was appointed to the post of computer operator in the health service department of the Himachal Pradesh government. But he was being deployed to do the work of a clerk. His case is that other clerks working in the said office had been getting promotions as assistants, senior assistants, etc., but not him. According to him, he was also performing the duties of a clerk and should get the same promotions. The state had denied the promotion on the note that he was appointed as a computer operator, which is a post different from the posts included in the cadre of clerks. As posts of computer operators were not included in any feeder cadre for promotion to higher post, he had remained computer operator since his appointment. Assailing the decision of the state, the employee preferred the writ petition before the high court which came to be allowed against this impugned order that the state preferred an SLP before the Supreme Court the supreme court bench comprising justices rishikesh roy and prashant kumar mishra finding no merit in the slp dismissed it the court has affirmed the decision of the high court directing the state to provide the employee with two promotions in the absence of any promotion avenues for the post in an important update the department related parliamentary standing committee on personnel public grievances law and justice published its 142nd report today The report presented to both houses of the parliament encapsulates key recommendations and observations aimed at enhancing the quality, inclusivity and relevance of legal education across India. The committee highlighted discrepancies with following reservation rules. It indicated that national law universities situated across the country are not properly implementing reservations for SCST OBCs while admitting the students in undergraduate and postgraduate courses, especially with regard to all India seats. Importantly, the committee has recommended that for every academic year, the undergraduate law student should mandatorily go for a two-month apprenticeship for getting enrolled as an advocate and that changes in the Advocates Act may be done in this regard. The committee also recommended that the law students who undergo internships with the seniors should be paid with stipends. It has also recommended that legal curriculum in educational institutions should be designed in a manner that enables the development of skills required for pursuing diverse legal professions and not just courtroom practice. You can visit livelaw.in to read about the report in detail. While hearing a PIL with respect to the environmental issues in the Taj Trapezium zone, the Supreme Court has expressed displeasure at private parties seeking permission to fell trees for industrial projects without first approaching the state or providing a concrete plan for compensatory afforestation. The bench was hearing an application seeking permission to fell 28 trees in Uttar Pradesh to provide access to the applicant's petrol pump. A road was to be constructed on public land to provide entry-exit to the petrol pump and for that purpose, 28 trees were sought to be felled. For using the application, the court observed that the applicant did not mention anywhere that it owned the land where the trees were to be felled. Instead, the applicant's council acknowledged that the approach road was to be built on a land belonging to the state of Uttar Pradesh. Also, the applicant had not provided a concrete plan with respect to compensatory afforestation. The amicus curiae senior advocate Adian Rao, informed the court that when alignment of a road is altered due to entry-exit considerations, the land falls under the jurisdiction of the Public Works Department. However, the PWD fails to take action leading to delays, and thus the project proponents have to approach the court. The bench took note of the argument, but the applicant's council could not show any letter or order of the government allocating the subject land in favour of the applicant for construction of the access road. Rejecting the applications as misguided, the court expressed that the state holds responsibility for trees and the state must first determine the necessity of felling trees for such projects. The court underscored the seriousness of the matter, stating that it would not treat it lightly and emphasized the importance of preserving every single tree. In another update, the Supreme Court Bench of Justices B. R. Gawai and P.S. Narsimha has affirmed the life imprisonment of three accused for murder and modified the sentence of another accused to culpable homicide and sentenced him to 10 years. While passing the judgment, the court observed that common intention under Section 34 of IPC cannot be inferred mechanically, merely on the ground that the accused was present near the crime scene. In the present case, the sister of the deceased and the wife of accused number 4 in this case were political aspirants. They contested the Gram Sabha Panchayat elections. In the elections the deceased's sister succeeded and the wife of the accused number 4 lost resulting in animosity between the two groups. This eventually led to the murder of the deceased. The trial court and the high court had convicted accused number 3 based on section 34 of Indian Penal Code. He was present near the scene of the offence and had familial relations with other accused. However, the top court noted that there was neither oral nor documentary evidence to attribute him with the intent to murder. As per the charge sheet, the third accused used a stone to hit the deceased on the head. However, no further details had been provided. The court also noted that while the axe was used by other accused to assault the deceased, the third accused never took the axe. The court held that he did not share a common intention to commit the murder. However, considering his participation in the assault, the court held him liable for culpable homicide. The Supreme Court expressed discontent over passing ex parte orders and imposing damages by the National Green Tribunal. The Bench of Justices P.S. Narsimha and Arvind Kumar opined that the practice of ex-party orders and imposition of damages amounting to crores of rupees have proven to be a counterproductive force in the broader mission of environmental safeguarding. These observations came in a case where the Supreme Court was hearing two appeals challenging the Green Tribunal's order. In the main order, the tribunal had passed an ex parte order against the appellants in a suo moto proceeding and also directed compensation payment. In the second order, the review petition filed by one of the appellants was dismissed and the appellant argued that an adverse order was passed without giving him an opportunity of being heard. The apex court noted that no notices were issued to the project proponents and the tribunal did not find it necessary to verify the facts. The court also noted that the appellants did not have a full opportunity to contest the matter. When appeals were filed, the top court in 2022 had stayed the order passed by the tribunal. Emphasizing that two years had passed and the stay was still operating, the court set aside the impugned orders. While doing so, the court also remanded the matter back to the tribunal. While criticizing NGT's trend of passing ex parte orders imposing penalties, the bench said that such unilateral decision-making had regrettably become a prevailing norm. And lastly, in a significant development, the Supreme Court's bench comprising Justices B.B. Nagratna and Augustine George Massey has directed new applicants seeking permission to undergo surrogacy to approach the jurisdictional high courts. The court clarified that the pendency of the petitions challenging the provisions of surrogacy law in the Supreme Court will not bar the high courts from entertaining applications filed by individuals seeking permission to undergo surrogacy. There has been a series of legal challenges regarding surrogacy laws in India. A petition was filed to seek clarity on different provisions and to request exemptions based on individual circumstances from various sections of Assisted Reproductive Technology Regulation Act, the Surrogacy Regulation Act and Rules. The union government's experts are currently examining the various issues raised in the pending legal challenges. Last year, the Supreme Court had passed an interim order granting permission to a woman diagnosed with MRKH syndrome to pursue surrogacy utilizing a donor egg. Additional solicitor General Aishwarya Bhatti also agreed that while union government's experts continue to deliberate on the issue, the applicants approaching the high courts would enhance access to justice. Thank you for watching. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on live law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.